0: Well, we're continuing on our communion meditation. It's been some time, I think, probably at least a month since we're in Psalm 19. We're just going to look briefly at Psalm 19, verse 9, but I'd like to review verses 7, 8, and 9. Since they go together, All this section is talking about the law of God. Now, this is the living word of God. Starting in verse 7, Psalm 19. The law of the Lord is perfect, converting the soul. The testimony of the Lord is sure, making wise the simple. The statutes of the Lord are right, rejoicing the heart. The commandment of the Lord is pure, enlightening the eyes. And then verse 9, The fear of the Lord is clean, enduring forever. The judgments of the Lord are true and righteous altogether. So in verse 7, we thought just briefly a couple weeks ago uh, that our souls are restored as we, and we can grow in wisdom as we are in God's perfect law. He restores our soul as we are in his law. And because the word is sure, we can grow in wisdom. And because the word of God is right and it's completely true and it's righteous, it uh, causes our hearts to rejoice. And regenerated hearts do rejoice that there is truth. There is absolute truth. And uh, the pure word of God is meant to enlighten our eyes and to give us joy and, and great hope because in them, we know of the Lord Jesus who is the way and the truth and the life. And then in verse 9, The fear of the Lord is clean, enduring forever. The judgments of the Lord are true and righteous altogether. That's, the construction of that is a little, uh, little harder to understand. Maybe the fear of the Lord is clean. Uh, this whole section is talking about the law, the word of God. And so it's saying that we are to fear the Lord. That we are to fear the Lord is clearly taught all through the scriptures, and it's revealed in his enduring word. And the fear of the Lord means the reverential awe of the living God. And it's our obedient respect, and it's also our worshipful submission. All that has to do with uh, coming before the Lord with fear. And the word proclaims that the Lord is worthy to be feared, and this command to fear him endures forever. It will never change. Matthew Henry said, The ceremonial law has long since done away, but the law concerning the fear of God is ever the same. And this law, this commandment to fear the Lord, endures forever." In Psalm 119, uh, verse 160, it says, "The entirety of your word is truth, and every one of your righteous judgments endures forever. Every one of them endures forever." And then in Isaiah 40, and it's quoted in First Peter, "All flesh is as grass and all the glory of man as the flower of the grass. The grass withers, and the flower fails, falls, I'm sorry, away, but the word of the Lord endures forever." So we see also that the word of the Lord says that the fear of the Lord and his word is clean. That word clean uh, ha- has to do with being pure and uncontaminated. It has no impurity. It's uh, undefiled. So, and it also means it's clean itself and it will make us clean. In John 15 it says you're already clean because of the word which I have spoken to you. And so it will cleanse our way. You all know Psalm 119 How can a young man cleanse his way? Or how can anyone cleanse his way? Well, it's by taking heed according to his word. And the word and the judgments and the ordinances of the Lord are true, it says. They reflect reality. They are truth. And they tell what is right and what is just. John Calvin gave this warning. All those who order their life without having any respect to the law of God deceive themselves and follow after mere delusions. Everything else is a mere delusion. The word of God is living and active and it is true. And so as we partake of this communion meal this morning, let's do come in the fear of the Lord with reverential awe. And that is clean, that is pure, because we're commanded to do so, of course. We're commanded to fear him and we're commanded to come to his table by the Lord, our master. And it's in his enduring word, in his true and righteous word, that we know those commandments. And we should come with joy also to this table, as, uh, because he has given us grace to partake of this celebration, and his grace enables us to love him and to love his precious word more and more. So let's pray as we come before him. Father in heaven, we rejoice that we have your statutes to give us joy, because they are right and they are true, and your commandments are pure, and so they enlighten our eyes. They reveal the truth in Jesus Christ. And we thank you that we can come to this communion celebration now together to remember the light of the world who was sacrificed for us. We pray that you would give us the spirit of wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ, even as we participate now, and that the eyes of our hearts would be enlightened to see you. Lord, prepare us to celebrate this communion with you in awe and to rejoice in the word of truth. And we come and we ask all of these things in the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. Amen.